Good morning, everyone. I hope you're all well on this lovely Tuesday morning. And today I'd like to share on the topic of trust. First of all, trusting God. And secondly, how do we create an environment of trust in the areas that we lead and that we influence? And the reason why this is so important is in an environment with high levels of trust, people bring their A-game. They feel free to contribute. They are enthusiastic. They know that their skills, their gifting, their talents, their abilities are appreciated and they can bring it to the table and that they celebrate it for that. In environments with low trust, we see the exact opposite of that happening. People are anxious. They don't want to contribute. They fly under the radar. They don't show up because they do not trust the people in that space. And so if we start with our relationship with God and us um, trusting him more heartedly, I think of Proverbs 3 where it says we can trust him. We don't have to lean on our own understanding. In all our ways, we acknowledge him and he will make our path straight. It's a promise straight from the word for us. But it's so important, especially during difficult times, that we trust God wholeheartedly. I just remember riding my bicycle when I was little and the first time I was cycling without hands and you know that, look more, no hands. Can't you trust God like that? Look God, no hands. Just position your heart before him that you are going to blindly trust him because he is trustworthy and then he will work on your behalf. And not only that, when you're going through hard times, it is hard enough without having a hardened heart on top of it. That makes it unbearable. And that makes the burden of the hard times unbearable. But when we are going through hard times, but we still trust God completely, and we know that and believe that he is a good and a faithful father, it makes those hard times so much easier. As we look at cultivating an environment of trust, how do we nurture those trusting relationships with other people? We see that there are two main obstacles. The one is fear of failure. And the other one is the fear of man. When those two things are present, we cannot cultivate an environment of trust. And Proverbs 29 verse 25 speaks of the fear of man. And it says, the fear of man will prove to be a snare. But whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. And the fear of man is rooted in the question, what do people think about me? Or what do they think of me? And the minute you waste your time and energy trying to manage the perceptions of other people, you lose focus on who you are in God and in focus on doing the work. So if we look at an environment where there are high levels of the fear of man in play, I'm going to read a list of the symptoms of how you'll recognize it. There will be political game playing, triangulation, manipulation and alliances. There are different standards for different people. So inconsistency in the standards that are applied. There will be fear of conflict and fear of confrontation. There will be a lack of honesty, distrusting atmosphere, high anxiety levels, high distrust, refusing to be vulnerable. There will be gossip, slander and lies because people think if they tarnish the reputation of another that somehow it will make them appear better and tolerating bad behavior, so not doing what is best for the family or doing what is best for the organization, but tolerating this, then you know that the fear of man is at play. And um, it's so important that we invite God into the space 
And if we have contributed to the fear of man or where we haven't acted out and doing the right thing or insisting on the right thing or following through because of the fear of man, that we ask God to come and change our hearts in this area that we can be free from it because we cannot build trust with people when we're operating under the fear of man. And the next one, the fear of failure. And Isaiah 41 verse 10 says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And this is God saying that he's got you and he's got the situations you find yourself in. And you can, when you trust him wholeheartedly, he can help you and work on your behalf. And we know in James 1 it says that if we lack wisdom, we can ask God for it and he gives it freely without finding fault or blame. So heavenly wisdom is available to us. And we also know that God, that the word of God says that my sheep know me, they hear my voice and they follow me. Which means we can hear from God. We can ask him to guide and direct our steps as we walk it out in relationship with him. But our fear of failure cannot take precedence over our devotion and our focus to hear from God. Because what we'll do is we'll look at the wisdom of man and the wisdom of the world and listen to 10 different opinions and just feel more conflicted than ever. We need to be able to trust that we can hear from God for the solutions that we need. And uh, the way that we'll recognize the fear of failure in uh, whether it's a family or a business organization is that there will be knee-jerk reactions to things that's not well thought through. There will be poor decision-making, not showing up, not being all in. And the reason why people do that is they think if I'm not all in, then I can't fail because I didn't really give it my all in any case. It's almost self-sabotaging the situation. And focusing on survival instead of growth. So it's the immediate decision versus making decisions for long-term benefit of everybody. And also fear of failure and both fear of man will also lead that people are indebted, either indebted to people or indebted financially. And both those things we need to lay before the Lord as well and invite him into that space. And today I just want to encourage you, it's just the willingness of your heart that God sees and he honors so much, even if you haven't always gotten it right. There is no shame and condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And he will help us when we ask him for his help. And we can bring these things before him and know that he's got us and that we are safe with him and that we can trust him completely and wholeheartedly. But I want to encourage you also today to really cultivate a high trust environment with your family and in your businesses and organizations so that people can thrive there, that they can feel connected there. Because it's God's heart to set lonely in families, it is God's heart to establish safe communities, places of safety and belonging, places where people are seen and they are heard and they are valued, places where there can be confrontation and healthy debate because it's necessary. And the thinking behind that is because I value the relationship, I will confront. Because I value the relationship, there will be conflict because I need to do what will be best for us and to establish trust and honesty and integrity. And disagreeing with somebody does not have to result in division.
you can disagree with somebody with, with the unity still staying 100% intact because that person knows that you love them and you care about them and you care about their heart and their well-being. So it's not sameness and it's not agreeing on everything, but listening with an understanding for one another, listening to try and understand, not to try and agree necessarily. And to say that I value this relationship enough that there will be conflict and there will be confrontation, but I'll do it in love and in commitment to this person. And so I hope this has encouraged you today. And let's all um, be determined to go out there and create these places of trust and safety and belonging where people are safe. Thanks, everyone. Have a great week.